1: welcome to our number two of the morning after on a tuesday right here on the spiz grizz network otherwise known as sports grid in sirius xm channel 159 the home for sports grid radio on sirius xm and all across the sports grid network i am ben stevens this is march and we are going to continue our run through college basketball not just the high major conferences that get underway today like the ACC over in our next borough in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center but some mid-major conference tournament finals with a spot in the NCAA tournament on the line but we begin this second hour with the news of the day yesterday out of the NFL Calvin Ridley suspended by the NFL for the 2022 NFL season at least for gambling on NFL games last year. Calvin Ridley placing three bets when he was away from the Atlanta Falcons in the later part of November. A three-game, five-game, an eight-game parlay placed legally as you can see here, when online sports wagering was legal in the state of Florida. And that's a point that I believe needs to be added because you will see a lot of takes around the Twitter sphere about this conversation. The NFL has huge partners in the world of gambling, including the FanDuel Sportsbook that sponsors this show. And thus, they are promoting gambling on their games. That is correct in a legal online way where everything can be regulated right uh, and that's exactly what we are doing right here with calvin ridley placing an online sports wager because he did that in a legal way in which it was regulated it could be tracked and that's how the nfl concluded their investigation and also knew that calvin ridley did not have any insider information and thus was not fixing nfl games and again the conversation about calvin ridley and does the punishment fit the crime is a fair one you can compare the injustice of him betting on games with other far worse things that happen off the field that the nfl has been too soft about but when it comes to this the nfl is making him an example because it needs to in a way because the integrity of the game is what the nfl the on-field product will always try to protect the most so the one year suspension is it fair is it not can we play the what about ism game certainly so but When it comes to the other off-the-field things in comparison to what Calvin Ridley has done, you can then try to hold the NFL to a higher standard, and rightfully so, about those punishments and those ideas because Calvin Ridley knew that he was not allowed to bet on NFL games despite the NFL having huge partnerships with online and legal wagering sportsbooks. And he did it anyway, thus he needs to be punished. Is the year too much? Well, that's something you can debate at another time. But Calvin Ridley suspended from the NFL for at least one season for betting on NFL games last year in the later part of November when he was away from the Atlanta Falcons. And it was done again with an online wagering sports book that was legal in the state of Florida when Calvin Ridley placed those three bets that amounted to about $1,500 as he let us know yesterday in his Twitter space as well. But it was done online and legal. So the idea that gambling is still taboo, probably debunked. Because it was regulated, we found out about this. Because it was regulated, it was easy to track, and it was proven hard evidence. And we had that investigation follow suit based on what Calvin Ridley had done. So elsewhere around the NFL, the offseason never stops. For the national football league and speaking of twitter maybe not so much cryptic messages out of calvin ridley but slightly cryptic messages out of von miller yesterday a day following an instagram story post where he posted the la rams saying let's run it back we'll get into that in just a moment as my train of thought interrupted because of course we have to welcome in the sports grid radio audience here the second hour of the morning after On a Tuesday on the Grizz Sirius XM, Channel 159, all of our terrestrial radio affiliates, I am Ben Stevens. NFL off-season news as it pertains to some of the biggest free agent names in the game. Von Miller sharing out this tweet yesterday, slightly cryptic in his messaging for... The state of Colorado. 5280 is the altitude level of Denver, Colorado. And Vaughn saying, I kind of want that old thing back. Of course, spent his entire career up until the middle portion of this season as a member of the Denver Broncos. So Vaughn Miller, slightly cryptic and trying to let us know something, but this also follows an Instagram story post the day before saying he wants to run it back with the L.A. Rams. Also, Vaughn Miller's Twitter bio, as I'm just seeing it right here, says Texas A&M, where Vaughn played his college football, DeSoto, Texas, and then Denver Bronco. Maybe he just hasn't updated that. Also, we know that as free agency is about to get underway in the legal tampering period, Next week, we also have the franchise tags starting to be utilized across the NFL. The Cleveland Browns placing the tag on David Njoku, their star tight end, yesterday. The uh, the Cincinnati Bengals also followed suit by placing the franchise tag on their stud defensive back in Jesse Bates, who made a huge impact on the Bengals' run to the AFC Championship and, of course, the Super Bowl as well. The Kansas City Chiefs, a franchise tag on offensive tackle Orlando Brown. So as we look at the AFC Championship odds, you will see both Cincinnati and Cleveland down there behind the Kansas City Chiefs, who have the second-best odds to win the AFC Conference crown at plus 380. The Buffalo Bills, the favorites, at plus 350. The Bengals, 10-1 to to run it back and repeat as AFC champions the Cleveland Browns down this board a little bit 15 to 1 and if Von Miller goes to Denver 13 to 1 might get slightly shorter but that 13 to 1 price on the Broncos is all about what quarterback moves they will make this offseason this is March though the offseason is not a thing in college basketball it's madness we go to CBB next Conference Tournament Week in College Basketball is one of the best weeks on the entire sports calendar. Why? Because this is March. And this is the morning after on a Tuesday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. If you need another indication of why March is the best, make sure you go see the highlights from the SOCON final last night between Chattanooga and Furman. Because in overtime, David John Baptiste sends the mocks to the ncaa tournament with a 40-foot heave at the buzzer in ot chattanooga a 64-63 win win in the socon final that is the beauty of march chattanooga riding the highest of highs into the ncaa tournament on a buzzer beater that sends the mocks to the big dance that is great Great stuff. And could we potentially see some more theatrics on this Tuesday night in college basketball with some more mid major conference tournament finals? We begin in the A Sun. The Jacksonville Dolphins, a two point underdog against. The Bellarmine Knights tonight in the A-Sun final. An over/under at 122 and a half. This line even working to two and a half points in favor of the Knights. Now Bellarmine cannot go to the NCAA tournament. They are ineligible at the moment because of a dumb rule from the NCAA that mandates a transition period from a Division II university to becoming a D1 school, and the Knights are still in that process. So if Jacksonville wins tonight, they will go to the NCAA tournament. If the Dolphins do not win tonight, then it will be Jacksonville State, the regular season champs of the A-Sun, that will get the automatic bid on behalf of that conference and in to the NCAA tournament. Let's begin with Jacksonville because as you saw there in the headline of this game board in a preview tonight it's the cover in fins the Jacksonville Dolphins have the third best cover percentage in all of college basketball 73.1 percent a 19 seven one against the spread record and the Finns are covering by four and a half points per game again 358 division one basketball teams and the Dolphins have the third best cover percentage at more than 73 percent of their games a 19 seven and one against the spread record and as an underdog in which they find themselves tonight eight and five ATS one half of those eight covers outright bellarmine 6 6 and 2 against the number this year as a favorite bellarmine also won the only regular season matchup between jacksonville or against jacksonville i should say 76 73 but what did the Finns do they covered a six point spread as the underdog that total was 124 and a half this total tonight as you can see is super super small at 122 and a half why is it such a small over under we are talking about two of the top five slowest tempos in all of college basketball two of the five slowest jacksonville the fourth slowest in the country bellarmine the fifth slowest temple in all of college hoops. You would think from a motivation standpoint, I know the Knights want to make a statement now being in D1 and now with an opportunity to win the A Sun Conference Tournament Final, but Jacksonville can go to the NCAA Tournament while Bellarmine cannot. So you would expect maybe the Finns not only to cover this number, but potentially cash a plus 116 money line ticket. The A Sun Conference Tournament Final tonight, this is March, and this is what we live for again jacksonville the third best cover percentage and now an underdog in all of college hoops elsewhere in some more tournament finals across the country in our mid-major conference tournaments this week wagner and bryant in the northeast conference the nec final tonight bryant is a four point favorite against wagner we are talking about a matchup of the two top seeds in this conference tournament they split the season series bryant is the top seed and they covered in both of those games against Wagner. Now, Bryant as a favorite this year, 12-9 and nine against the spread, favored in all but two NEC games throughout their conference tournament slate. Wagner was only a dog once as well, so Wagner not used to being in this position, getting points right now on the spread, plus four and about plus 150 in that money line, as you see right there. The only time that Wagner was an underdog in their conference slate was was the second-to-last game of the regular season for Wagner against who? Bryant, and they did not cover as a four-and-a-half-point underdog as Bryant won that game and covered as the favored side. Bryant also over in 10 of their first 13 conference games, now under in four of their last six. Wagner under in three straight. The total last night was 149-and-a-half. It is dropped by a hook now live on FanDuel to one. Forty-nine, But it's not just the mid-majors in this conference tournament week. We also get the big dogs, or at least a couple of the big dogs, relatively involved in high major conference tournaments today and not far away from us here in Midtown Manhattan in the other borough in Brooklyn. The ACC tournament takes place in Brooklyn, New York, inside the Barclays Center. Interesting, the ACC tournament is in Brooklyn, but we can have that conversation another day. Afternoon hoops in the ACC. This game starting around 2 p.m. Eastern time. Boston College and Pittsburgh. The Eagles, a two-point favorite against the Panthers and over-under at 128 In a hook. Now, neither of these teams enter the ACC tournament really playing their best basketball. BC has lost three straight, eight of their last 10. It has lost four straight, eight of their last 11. They split the season series. But Boston College covered in both of those games as a three-point underdog in the first game. They lost by two, but they did cover in that first matchup. And in the second meeting, only the second time that Boston College was favored all year in the ACC, BC won that game by 13 points, easily covering as a three-point. And a half point favorite but since that matchup when bc was a favorite the eagles have been an underdog in 10 straight games both of the totals for those two games between pittsburgh and boston college booked in the 120s as this one is here today in the acc tournament between the eagles and the panthers one over one under in the regular season series bc though two straight overs to end out the regular season Pitt. One more on top of that, three straight overs to end out the regular season. We also have Georgia Tech as a one-and-a-half-point underdog against Louisville. A very interesting number for the ACC opener for the Cardinals and the Yellow Jackets because Georgia Tech covered in five of their last six games four of them as an underdog louisville has had an absolutely atrocious season that nobody in louisville kentucky will ever want to remember but will be in the history books for all of the wrong reasons louisville has only covered four times in their last 20 games three of those coming as a dog as a favorite this year the cardinals are 5 10 and 1 against the spread. Oh boy. That's not good. And somehow, some way, Louisville is a favored side today of only a point and a half. I understand it's a short spread, but still a favorite of one and a half points against Georgia Tech. Again, the Jackets covering in five of their last six games to end out the ACC regular season. A quick look at the ACC tournament odds. Duke is still an odds on favorite at minus 125, but five cents of difference in that price from a number we saw yesterday at minus 130. North Carolina is screeching up this board as the three seed in the ACC tournament, plus 650. Yesterday, at this time, we were breaking down some conference tournaments from a high major perspective across the country. North Carolina was 9-1. to to win the ACC tournament so some money potentially on UNC you will also see Notre Dame there at plus 950 the reason we bring that up is for the same reasons that Kevin and I brought this up earlier in the show North Carolina and Notre Dame are on the other side of the bracket from where Duke is as the one seed maybe that presents you some value as you have a money line hedging opportunity heading into a potential ACC tournament final against the Dukies and again we fade the Wolfpack. NC State and Clemson in the third of three ACC tournament games today inside the Barclays Center. Clemson, a five and a half point favorite against an NC State team that is 7 in 24 against the number. 7 in 24 ATS. That is the second worst cover percentage in all of college basketball. The ACC to the SEC next year on the grid Conference tournaments all around the country this week in college basketball. We have the mid-majors fully underway. Some of the high-major action getting started today inside the Barclay Center for the ACC tournament. And then tomorrow, everybody gets into the fold, including the SEC. This is the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM, Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, but I'm not going to handicap the SEC tournament. We need somebody that really knows, that is there in the South in fact the mouth in the South for his SEC Tournament SEC picks. The mouth in the South otherwise known as Mark Zinno you can catch all across the grid each and every week especially on the weekends for in game live in the month of March breaking down college hoops with Mark Zinno is going to be a
2: blast mark welcome
1: back to the morning after cannot wait to get your insight on the scc tournament which should be a great one in tampa
2: absolutely ben great to be with you make sure you tune into to sports grid in game live sunday night after selection sunday we'll have a a whole bunch of special coverage for everybody so can't wait to get there but we got some conference tournament action first to get to and i will be there as well on selection sunday later on in the program but mark
1: zina will give you the live reaction as the bracket is unveiled for all of us in the field of 68. And there should be Many an SEC team within the NCAA tournament field, Mark. But first, let's look at the SEC tournament and the odds currently out on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Kentucky is the favorite, plus 200. Auburn, the second best odds, and it will be the Tigers holding on to that number one seed for the SEC tournament at plus 270. Tennessee, not far behind, plus 370. Arkansas, one of my favorite teams in the entire country right now, Mark. The must-bus is plus 700. LSU and Alabama get us into the quad digits, the Bayou Bengals 11-1, to Alabama 16-1. to Mark, I'll start at the very, very top. Do you agree with the idea Kentucky should be the favorite for the SEC tournament this week?
2: Yeah, the, the most complete team in the SEC on the offensive and defensive end. I think Auburn's got some real issues on the road. You've heard so much about the basketball, the Wilson ball versus the Nike. I just don't like the way they've played on the road this year I mean you can talk basketball is all you want but when you struggle with Missouri and Georgia that are completely inferior teams to me that's a signal more than that basketball the basketball itself is the issue so I have concerns about Auburn away from their home court but no concerns about Kentucky their depth is unreal I mean you talk about them missing Wheeler in Washington for several games this year and never skipping a beat two of their most you know dynamic players this is just a team that has so much depth they have so much size they're highly athletic I, I can back the Kentucky Wildcats not only in the sec tournament but to get to the final four i mean again this is as, as good and well-rounded a team as there is in the country right now so mark let's take that next step
1: from the sec tournament with the two shortest prices to the odds to make the final four kentucky has the third best price in all of the country to reach the final four or to win the national championship rather right now at plus 750 auburn is 14 to 1 the sixth best odds to reach or to win the national championship and cut down the nets in early April. You expressed some of your concerns about Auburn and their long-term outlook in the month of March. Why do you think Kentucky has more value, at least, as we get to the national championship conversation?
2: Well, I think coaching has a lot to do with it, obviously. I mean, the, the experience and and the know-how to wade your way through six games in March in the NCAA tournament, or at least four games to get yourself to the final four I think that is it but I also again I think Kentucky has proven themselves against some of the best teams in the league or best teams in in America I should say when you go into Fog Allen Fieldhouse and you beat a Kansas team that shoots 50 percent from the field and do it rather convincingly you know those are the kind of wins that you're going to need to have in the NCAA tournament I don't really recall Auburn having that sort of signature win anywhere this year yes they've had some wins in the SEC sure they beat Kentucky but they did it on their home court and so This is a little bit of a different situation. I mean, Auburn's just not getting my money. I don't have a lot of confidence in them at this Mm -hmm. point in time. I'm not saying they're not a good team, and I'm certainly not saying that they can't get to a Final Four. I'm just not going to back them at this point in time. I've seen enough to give me pause that I'll, I'll place my money elsewhere on teams like either LSU or Arkansas or even Tennessee going into the NCAA tournament it's a fair criticism of
1: the tigers right now four and seven against the spread on the road this year but three and one ats on neutral floor environments which we saw earlier in the non-conference slate for bruce pearl and company so kentucky the favorite to win the sec tournament two to one auburn plus 270 a couple of those teams that mark mentioned is really my intrigue for the sec tournament tennessee plus 370 arkansas plus 700 lsu Rounding into form at 11 to 1. And if Alabama just shoots the three, maybe two percentage points better, Mark, they could be a dangerous team at 16 to 1. How do you make sense of what might be perceived value for the SEC tournament?
2: All right. Well, I'll tell you another team that's not getting my money is Alabama. I can't back a team in the NCAA tournament that's defense is as bad as that. I just can't do it. Defense and guard play is, what can, is what's going to navigate you through. Uh, six games in March so Alabama's not getting my money either LSU is really interesting to me Ben and look at the season that they've had they started out 14 and one right they had wins over Kentucky Tennessee their only loss was to Auburn and they were averaging 81 points per game over their first 15 games then they go through a middle stretch of the season where they went one and seven straight up and scored just 64 points per game and fell out of the top 25 Their final eight games they go five and three straight up and their offense is back to averaging 75 points per game If that offense shows up in the NCAA tournament, that is a team that will make a lot of noise because their defense is very, very good, and they are a team that should scare a lot of people. Same thing with Arkansas. You know, this is, again, you talk about, I look for well-rounded teams on both sides of the floor. Arkansas, 25th in the nation in scoring at 77 points per game. Not great on defense, 135th, but not terrible giving up 68 points per game. They are 43rd in America in opposing field goal percentage defense. They allow teams just to shoot under 41%. And they average scoring over 40 points per game in the second half. That is critical because the second half where teams make adjustments in NCAA tournament games or where they can make up ground, particularly cover spreads when they are dogs. But this is an Arkansas team that I truly believe has a chance to make a deep run into the NCAA tournament. And Arkansas responded
1: on the road in Knoxville against Tennessee when they were down by 21 points at the half against the Vols who were perfect and ended the regular season perfect on their own home floor. Arkansas came back in that game to cover and they have won 14 of their last 16 and they were covering in many many games throughout sec play this year a couple of points i want to touch on there that mark alluded to lsu now ranks in the top 100 from an offensive efficiency perspective in college basketball that's not elite by any means that's not even great for a team in terms of sustainable success for the ncaa tournament for but for a team that ranks fifth In defensive efficiency that was outside the top 100 for most of this middle portion of the year to now be inside the top 100 shows growth and maybe continued growth for LSU and getting back Xavier Pinson their veteran guard is a huge reason for that keep paying attention to LSU and the Bayou Bengals in this run in the month of March at 11 to one to win the SEC tournament and my point about Alabama Mark is so so fascinating to me just because of how alabama plays basketball and mark's right to not want to bet on alabama because if you've bet on the crimson tide this year you have been burning your hard-earned money 11 in 20 against the number this year alabama overall 7 and 17 ats when booked as a favorite but here is what Alabama does Nate Oates believes in an NBA style of basketball push the pace up the floor shoot the three whenever it's available and shoot the three often the 16th fastest tempo in all of the country 48 percent of their overall field goals come from beyond the arc that's the 12th most attempts in all of the country but Mark they're shooting it at only 31.1 percent this year that's a bottom 60 ranking in terms of three-point shooting percentage. For the Crimson Tide, if that becomes even 34% in the month of March, that is going to add up big for Alabama. That might be able to pull off a few upsets by the time we get to the big dance. But again, I understand the skepticism, and it's rightfully so, on the Crimson Tide right now.
2: Yeah, and again, I, I when you miss that many threes, you're giving the other team extra opportunities just to get buckets Mm -hmm. in transition and move the ball quickly and that's a problem again i rely on guard play and defense which is why i skipped over them before i'd like to get back to tennessee because i know what the numbers say and who is statistically the best defense in america but that tennessee defense when you watch them play especially as of late suffocating doesn't even describe it they literally lock teams down Tennessee is so good on the defensive end of the floor. They don't make mistakes. They're extremely well coached by Rick Barnes, and I know sort of the, the narrative surrounding Rick Barnes. Yes, he made a Final Four, but he's routinely been bounced out of the tournament in his first game or the second game for the better part of his coaching career. He has not had a bunch of deep runs at any point in time, but they this just may be the team to do it, Ben, because they have the depth, they certainly have the mm-hmm. offense, and their defense is enough to shut down any offense in America. If they get a favorable draw there will be good reason to look at the volunteers, not only to bet them to make the Final Four, but odds to win the national championship very favorable for Tennessee.
1: The third most efficient defense in the country. The Vols can certainly defend, and that offense is coming around. That's why Tennessee right now plus 950 to make the final four. Relatively short odds in comparison to the rest of the country. Arkansas has rose up this board as well. 13 to 1. Alabama, 17 to 1, a dollar ahead of LSU at 18 to 1. Mark, all of this depth, and you include Auburn and Kentucky at the top of the marketplace, is why the SEC is favored to win the national championship from a conference perspective that's the depth right there in those odds to make the final four the sec is plus 340 as a conference overall with the shortest price to win the national championship it is going to be a fascinating conference to know come the month of march in the sec tournament this week in Tampa. but it doesn't just stop there with mark zinno's college basketball knowledge we go around the country with zinno coming up next to you on the grid He may be the mouth in the South, but around the country in college basketball, we go for conference tournament week. Now in the month of March. This is the morning after on Sports Grid and SiriusXM XM channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. I am a guy known as Big Ten Ben. He is Mark Zinno, the one we referenced as the mouth in the south. A full-blown breakdown of the SEC tournament and how those SEC teams translate to the big dance as well. In our segment prior, now we go around the country, Mark Zinno. And earlier on in the show, Kevin Walsh and I, in our opening hour, did a segment called A Team a Trend, a team we believe. Has some value in this conference tournament week and a trend on a particular team or multiple teams to keep an eye on to find some profitability in a single game scenario. So, first, let's begin with your team you think might have some value. It's in the Big 12 and it's a team I care for as well, Mark Zeno. Break it down for us here on the TCU Horn Frogs
2: yeah i mean what a team to like right now and the way they've played as of late has been phenomenal look they're 35th in the nation in scoring defense allowing just 64.8 points per game they've beaten kansas they've lost the second time by four at Fog Fieldhouse. Fieldhouse. this is a little bit of a, a favorable draw for uh, tcu in the conference tournament because look they mm. get texas they, now they got swept by texas earlier this year Um, But this is not a Texas team right now that's playing very well, and I think TCU could take advantage of that. And I think TCU is a team that if they get one or two conference wins or conference tournament wins, that should secure their spot in the tournament. They're great on the glass, and I know they're bad from three-point. They average less than 30% from the field in three-point shooting. But again, the style of play that they have and the momentum that they're playing with right now TCU is giving you great odds. I don't think they're that far off the pack of Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, who they're likely going to avoid and that Texas Tech defense in the Big 12 tournament because Baylor and Texas Tech will face each other But if they can get past Texas, I have a lot of faith in them not only to cover against Kansas, but to win that game outright. And if they get to the finals, it's a coin flip situation with enough momentum that I like the Horned Frogs here and the way they're going. Their number is fantastic, and this is a team to watch out for once we get out of conference tournament play into the NCAA tournament. Certainly so, Mark.
1: And the reason that I love TCU from a trend perspective is because of what you mentioned. Their gritty nature as an underdog. 10-4-1 against the number as a dog this year. Seven of those 10 covers coming by way of an outright win against some of the best teams in the Big 12, like Texas Tech and Kansas in their final two weeks. Of regular season action. And they cover both games against the Jayhawks on the road and at home in that final week of the regular season. They did not cover and they lost in their finale against West Virginia in Morgantown, but a difficult place to play and still made it a game as a two and a half point underdog. Now 16 to 1 to win the Big 12. And there is a considerable drop-off from a value perspective because Texas is plus 650. It's almost ten dollars more before you get to the Horn Frogs at 16 to 1. And again, what Mark alluded to there is the idea of value in this conference tournament. Play out the bracket. Know which sides you would need value from based on the favorites and where you might think that value spot would be. And if TCU gets to the conference tournament final, say against the likes of Kansas then we already know TCU can compete with the Jayhawks and you have a 16 to one money line ticket for a game that will not be there. And then you have hedging value, certainly. So Mark, I love it on the Horn Frogs. I think they will be a member of the NCAA tournament field of 68 and they will probably be booked as an underdog. And if it's their last game, I don't care because let's say they're a six and a half point dog against insert whatever seven seed you might like in the big dance tcu could lose that game by four points they might not move on in your bracket pool but they still covered for you one more time and they still gave you profit one more time that's how i like to think of this trend perspective for any action we will see conference tournament or ncaa tournament in this month of march
2: Yeah, again, this is a team right now that uh, I think is playing with a lot of moxie. I like where they are. The Big 12 has been extremely competitive. And, you know, for certain teams, Ben, who in the beginning part of the year don't really stand out to you, as you go through a conference like the Big 12 where you're repeatedly playing high-level teams, top 25 teams on a routine basis both at home and on the road, That sort of battle tests you for getting ready for the conference tournament. I don't think TCU is scared of anybody in this conference. Again, I don't think they match up well with a team like Texas Tech uh, or even Baylor to a certain extent, but I think they do match up well with Kansas, and I'd like them in this spot against Texas here, especially catching points. So Mark, the ACC
1: tournament begins today in Brooklyn, New York with some of the bottom feeders in the conference before we get to the big dogs later in the week. But when you look at the ACC tournament, where do you think the value lies on the board?
2: I got to go with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I mean, look, I've been high on Wake Forest too a lot. And I think that them as a 10 to 1 favorite to win this tournament because of their offense um, certainly is something worth looking at. But Notre Dame really is an undervalued team. Like, if you go look at top 100 power rankings, you're not seeing a 22 and nine Notre Dame team sitting in the top 30. They're closer to like 55 ish, somewhere in that range, depending on what, you know, yeah. power rankings you look at. And this is a team that's good on offense They're not great, 135th in America, but they're 75th in scoring defense, giving up to 66 points per game. And they are 18th in America in three point shooting nearly 40% from beyond the arc. They're great on the glass. They don't foul a lot. They're extremely disciplined and well-coached. Again, the ACC has been down this year by ACC standards. We're not really talking about a lot of teams. North Carolina has leapfrogged Notre Dame as far as the odds to win the ACC tournament, and most of that came from their last win over Duke. But again, this is a Notre Dame team, I think, that people are forgetting how consistent they've been. Ben, they've lost more games before Christmas this year than they did after Christmas. That ought to tell you how good they've been down the stretch. Again, a bad right. loss in you know, the last couple of games to Florida State. But other than that, they lost a game to Duke. They really don't have any real bad losses on their schedule this year. And I just love the way they've played down the stretch, very quietly and under the radar.
1: The Irish tied for the best ATS conference record in the ACC this year. Miami was 14-6 and against the number... As was Notre Dame, Wake Forest, like Mark mentioned, 13 and 7 ATS in conference action, and Wake Forest has both the ACC Player of the Year in Alondis Williams and the ACC Coach of the Year in Steve Forbes. There is some value perspective for those teams once we get now to the acc tournament the only thing for miami in wake forest as opposed to notre dame in north carolina the deeks and the canes are on the same side of the bracket as the odds on favorite there the duke blue devils at minus 125, but Notre Dame has been a great cover team all year. So even if they're not reaching the ACC tournament final, they could present some value in a single yeah. game scenario based on that spread perspective. But we get started in the ACC tournament today, Mark Zeno, and say it with me, everybody at home and everybody in the back as well: Fade the Wolfpack, sc <laughs> State. And Clemson today. Clemson, a five and a half point favorite against the Pack, who are seven in twenty-four against the spread. That is the second worst cover percentage in all of college basketball. A number that I believe stands. I want to make sure I get the right percentage because it's so atrociously bad. At twenty-two point six percent out of three hundred and fifty-eight Division One basketball teams. Only one team, Pacific, is worse than NC State from a cover percentage perspective, 22.6%. 7-24 and against the number. Mark Zinno, the most non-covers in college basketball on the year. This will probably be NC State's final game of the season. Even if they potentially cover, which I don't think is going to be the case, they're not going to beat Clemson today, in my mind. Thus, we will fade the Wolfpack one final time.
2: Yeah, and it, the reason why they're so bad against the numbers because their defense is flat-out awful. They give up 76 points per game, and I'll bring it back to something I said last segment, why I can't back Alabama. Their defense is the same way, hence why I think they're 11-19 and 19 against the number this year. But Alabama's just got a little bit better offense than, yeah. uh, than NC State does, like, you know, seven or eight points per game, which is massive. So I just – when you have that bad of a defense, it's just hard to ever think that you can cover a number because – when your offense is in the game, your defense isn't. And the limited number of times that their defense actually is somewhat competitive, it, their offense hasn't been in the game. It's just it's a bad combination for the Wolfpack here. Right. It, it's it's back the trend for Clemson. I don't even think Clemson is is that great. You're not even making a play right. on Clemson as much as you're making a play against NC State. I was hoping the number would be
1: around this ballpark. Five, five and a half, six. If it got close to eight or nine, then I might be a little bit more skeptical, but I'm glad with where the number is. And not only is NC State terrible against the number, Clemson at least here down the stretch, they won four straight to end out the regular season. They covered in three of those four games. And as a favorite this year, the Tigers... 10 and seven against the number covering by more than one point per game on average meanwhile nc state not just not covering numbers and not just not covering numbers for the most in total with 24 this year but also not covering by about three and a half points per game this might be the last time we can fade the pack and i plan on doing that today for the acc tournament opening a couple of games inside the barclays center so from brooklyn to indianapolis we go the Big Ten tournament this week, Mark Zeno, which will be very, very compelling. Why? Because I'm not sure there's a front runner, although the odds indicate Purdue is the favorite at plus 200. But outside of the Boilers, we have seen tons of movement in this market over the last. 48 hours illinois had the second best odds yesterday and they still do but it was plus 320 yesterday now to plus 380 iowa was plus 460 now they're plus 390 with the third best odds mark illinois is the top seed wisconsin is the number two seed they're eight to one right now for the badgers iowa's the number five seed they don't even have a double buy in the big 10 tournament there's been market fluctuation what do you think the approach is to the big 10 tourney in indy
2: Well, there's only two teams I trust in the Big Ten, enough to put money on them. Illinois, mostly because of Kofi Cockburn and his ability just to put the team on his back and carry them and dominate stretchings of basketball. And Wisconsin, mostly because of their defense and their solid guard play and the fact that they're really good with the basketball and they're a disciplined team. Those are the only two teams I'm going to get my money inside the Big Ten at any point in time in the conference tournament or in the NCAA tournament. Nobody else, in my opinion, deserves backing you'd have to find a very specific situation for me to look at anybody else. Purdue's defense is bad especially around the perimeter. Michigan State and Ohio State if they don't hit threes they are absolutely inept on offense. You know, I don't know much uh, who you can really trust beyond that. You know, I don't know if they they're going to get six or seven teams in the NCAA tournament. The Big 12 was deep earlier in the year and it was good, but I think it's weaned off a little bit. You know, Iowa misses a ton of free throws down the stretch in that game against yep. Illinois. That's alarming to me as well. It's like every one of these teams has a decent amount of warts. It's just the warts that I can deal with the most are on Illinois and Wisconsin.
1: I would agree with that statement for a guy that's known as Big Ten Ben. I'd say there's more pessimism for this conference's outlook by the time we get to the NCAA tournament as opposed to the mouth in the South. Mark know where Feel pretty hopeful about what the SEC presents for the NCAA tournament. There's a couple of teams right now in the Big Ten, like that Michigan team, Mark, that you mentioned, that is favored to make the NCAA tournament. I would say with their win in Columbus on uh, on Sunday, rather, against Ohio State, without Hunter Dickinson even, that Michigan is firmly Into the field. That's why they're minus 700 right now on FanDuel to make the tournament field. But Indiana keeps blowing huge opportunities to get into the NCAA tournament. Plus 240 for the Hoosiers. They will probably miss the big dance for a sixth straight season. Indiana basketball, not in the NCAA tournament for six straight years. Mark Zeno, the mouth in the South, breaking it down for us right here on the morning after. But plenty more college hoops handicapping coming from Mark Zino in this month of March on In Game Live all across the weekend slate here on The Grid. Zino, as always, thank you so much for your time. You're the best, man. Thank you. We round out our number two next here on The Grid You know the focus to end our number two of the morning after on this Tuesday is conference tournament week in college basketball. We look at one of the high major conferences. In fact, the conference that is favored to win a national championship this year. That would be the SEC plus 340 to cut down the nets as the league most favored to do so across the country this year. And we look at the SEC tournament odds right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM channel 159. We look at all of that right now in buy or sell. So Mark Zinno, the mouth in the south, was here with us for two straight segments in this second hour of the morning after. And the first question I asked him about the SEC tourney odds was: Do you agree with Kentucky being the favorite at plus two hundred? A Wildcats team that is the number two seed in the SEC tournament, the regular season champ. And the top seed is that of the Auburn Tigers with what with plus two seventy price attached to their name here for the sec tournament in tampa so are we buying or selling that kentucky should be the favorite team to win the sec much like Mark Zeno, i'm buying it because when you look at these kentucky wildcats right now they might be one of the most dangerous teams in all of the country although auburn has better odds or had been in a number one seed and will be the top seed in the sec tournament and had been the case for most of the year kentucky has actually surpassed them not only in this marketplace but also in the national title marketplace and the odds to make the final four. Even when Auburn was the number one team in the country, Kentucky was past them. Why? Because they are absolutely loaded. Severe Wheeler, Ty Ty Washington, if both of their guards are healthy, they could be incredible. And it really stems from the best big man in all of college basketball, probably the Wooden Award winner when all is said and done. Oscar Sheebway, averaging 17 and 15. He averages a double-double. He has had 13 straight games with a double double and Kentucky lost to Auburn in the regular season in Auburn. I think they want some revenge. And if they win the SEC tournament, they're probably a number one seed in the big dance as well. Our number three in the morning after up on the other side of the break.